Vatos Catholic Podcast, a show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today, we are going to talk about why we started this podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor for this episode is Don Taco Mobile Taco Stand. If you're looking for the best tacos in the valley, look no further. Let Don Taco cater your next event, whether it's a birthday party, quinceañera, or a wedding. They will bring to you the tastiest tacos made with the freshest of ingredients. Book them today. Go to dontacocatering.com to learn more. Or you can follow us on Instagram at dontacomts, which is mobile taco stand. Ah, there we go. And now to the episode. So, this is... Uh, This is an idea that has been brewing for a while. Marinating in your head. Marinating. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to start a podcast a while ago. And I think it was around the time that Gustavo was in uh, the Tepeyac Leadership Initiative. That, uh, Tepeyac Leadership. Yeah, the TLI. Okay. That's what, that's what it stands for. So we wanted to do something, but um, the timing was never right. And now um that 2020 put the world upside down and we are all at home and we have um more more time to do things that are uh slowing us down like making sourdough bread and things like that i was like why not starting a podcast so i called up um ivan and gustavo with this idea of of doing a podcast and we had a lot of different working names on uh, on this and um and originally we wanted to do a video podcast uh, to put it on youtube but um if we show you the place where we are recording i don't think it would be very appealing <laughs> for the youtube crowd <laughs> um did, should we describe where we're at yeah yeah we should get into as much detail as possible okay or, so we're, the, the world needs the to know where we're at. <laughs> this is a very humble podcast guys this is <laughs> a very, very humble very humble, humble beginnings humble podcast so um you know because a, a bunch of people have been um, working from home because of the the global pandemic and all that um and um that's that's also the case for for me so in my garage at home i have a storage unit that is maybe four or five feet deep by maybe another four five feet i'd be more generous i'd say six feet six by six let's just call let's it, six, call it, six, it by six. six by six space and uh well the problem is that uh, in the corner there's the the water heater the water heater which Gustavo was sitting right next to right now <laughs> right so he's he's really i hope it doesn't really burst <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> that would be the end of the podcast <laughs> and uh, you know like a severe blow to my finances but anyways the the working title for this podcast for the longest time was was the boiler room but um but thank god we we didn't uh land on on that name and in fact well now you know that we are calling this the barbatos catholic podcast and um The the reason why we'll we'll get in, in into why Barbatos in in a minute, but um the reason why we want to create this content is because uh, we see how men need to see ordinary men, other ordinary men living authentic lives of faith, and you know we are 
pretty ordinary <laughs> men. So, um, except maybe for Ivan, yeah, he's pretty true. extraordinary. <laughs> Gustavo and I are as the same person, and we'll give more examples of that as uh, as we record uh, other episodes. It's uncanny how alike Walter and I are. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it's kind of scary. It's like the Spider-Man oh. meme of where they're both pointing at each other. Yes, exactly. that's exactly bit, how yeah. it is. Well, I mean, we are all three of us are Mexican. Maybe we should start by by yeah. that, and um, and we we want that to be kind of like a, a driving force for for the podcast that um, all three of us are Mexicans living in the states, trying to raise a family. We are all fathers and husbands, and uh, we are all committed to our Catholic faith. And um, we're trying to raise our families and pass on the the deposit of faith to them. So, um, you know, this this is what we are about. Um, the maybe we should go a little bit into how we met each other. So, a little bit of backstory. So, I met Ivan first back in uh, 2012 at St. John of Arc in Phoenix, and. Uh, you were just coming back from net. I just came back from doing net ministries. Uh, I did a year of ministry where I traveled around the country putting on retreats for middle schoolers and high schoolers. And it was like a road trip for Jesus. That's what we call it. <laughs> so awesome. shout out to net ministries. It's amazing. So yeah, I had just come back from doing net ministries. And do you remember that one of the first interactions that we had? I don't. Oh, this you is going to become remember? awkward. Oh no! <laughs> so I was like, uh, it was Zach that introduced us uh-huh. because of the young adults group. It was like, oh, this is Ivan. He just got back from med ministries. This and that. And it was like, oh, he wants to do a lot of work with the Hispanic community. And I was like, <laughs> I speak Spanish. <laughs> I was like, whatever you want, man. Like, I can help. I, oh, I speak you know Spanish. what? I do remember that. It was in the in the in the in vestibule. The yeah, in the yeah. Narthex vestibule foyer, whatever you call and, it. And uh, you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk to Father this and that, and uh, I'll let you know. And I'm I like, was like okay. this arrogant guy, like, okay, I just I know more than you. I guess you can help me. I, I was. You can try my shoes. <laughs> I was a missionary for a year, and um, but then eventually we developed a very beautiful friendship. We did, and we it, were roommates. It we it became so beautiful that we became roommates for like like a year, and then you got married and kicked me out. That's that's very true. <laughs> I did kick you out of the apartment. I was like, okay, well, getting married. So uh, you gotta leave. Skedaddle. Yeah. So um. But then you are also the key piece in this puzzle because you introduced me to Gustavo. It's very true. So I had known Walter for a while. And then I met Gustavo at a men's retreat that we both served together. And the moment he started speaking, in my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're Walter. There's another one of them. And then for the longest time, I was trying to meet. I was trying to have you guys meet and I don't know for some reason it just never worked out but I had even told Walter I said dude I met your doppelganger you don't look like him but you guys are exactly the same person it's like twins from different moms is that a thing kind (laughs) of it is now it is now it is now yeah it was it was like the music festival at St. John of Arc that's where you guys met yeah Why? Getting tacos from your dad's from Don Taco, from Don Taco, Taco shameless plug, the, the sponsor <laughs> of this podcast. Um, but yeah, so um, do 
you have any first impressions of both of us? I first saw you giving a testimony at mass oh, about adoration. That's right. After I saw Walter and he gave his testimony saying how he first had gone uh, to the States from Monterrey and he was newly married and adoration has been a part, big part of his uh, uh, life and, and his faith here uh, in the States. Um, I think you just, either you had just had Oliver, your first, or you guys were expecting him. I think you were expecting him because then yeah, we saw you guys at another mass with him, like in your arms. And we got on, I thought it was like the cutest thing. Aww. <laughs> um, and yeah, Ivan and I were introduced in that retreat uh, where we served together and, and we hit it off really, really quick. Cause I was in charge of like designing the logo for the retreat. And I said, I wanted to base it kind of like have like a typography similar to Lord of the Rings. And then he started like weeping. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> he had me at Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so that's when. That's also going to play a lot into the episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's when, that's when I knew that, that, that we were going to be good friends and, and to this day. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. I forgot that I had given that that testimony about adoration. Yeah, like that that was that has been a big big part of like the. I think it's fair to say, and we'll probably go into this uh, a little bit more into detail when we do our episode on conversion stories. Um, to tell you a little bit how we got to where we are now that um, we are sitting down here, um, talking about our faith, but um. Yeah, let's just keep that as, as a tease for, for the next episode where we can give you a little bit uh, more of our journey of faith. Um, but you might be wondering right now that you're listening. Okay, so three Mexican guys and um, the name of the show is Barbatos and they have Solanas Casey in the logo. So it's like, what, what, um, what are they about? And it, the subtitle of the podcast is Mainly a Natural um austere i need to rugged and rugged rough rough rugged and austere right and worthless and worthless that was that was that one cut cut off by surprise by the way like you guys are not worthless well no is it talking you know, about I the, felt the same way when i read that i know and i and that's what i told her it's 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 characteristics of a beard yeah for the cappuccino order right manly and natural mm -hmm. worthless Rough and a steer. I think that's the order. Well, right. we should probably we'll check our notes that, before yeah. that. <laughs> but um, we took it from the the Capuchin uh, Constitution. Oh, I had it written right there in the notes. Mainly a natural, rough, worthless, and a steer. Um, this is going to be our mantra. Um, and the reason for this is, uh, well, you know, um, we already touched on on the point that Ivan and I were roommates. And um, this has nothing to do with it, but I thought it would be a, a, a fun fact uh, that Ivan and I once binge watched all seasons and episodes of Whisker Wars. If you don't know what Whisker Wars is, is competitive beard growing contests. That's no joke either. It's no joke. There are teams, there's different, different categories and kind of Olympics. Regardless of that, <laughs> I think after that, we started growing beards, but we were already growing. Uh, semi. I think it was around the time where beards were just becoming 
like the hipster like, thing yeah like, like the hipster thing with you know all these Trendy. beard oil, yeah all these yeah. beard oil companies and beard balms started coming out and you know i can grow a beard walter can grow a beard gustavo can grow a beard so we're trying to convince him to to grow more than the stubble yeah. and fun fact the the whole thing barbatus um so i i used to be a youth minister at saint joan of arc where we all go to to where we all go to mass and um the one of the parochial vicars there father father cruz he him and i are big fans of the office um, am I. yeah the office best show on tv um so we one time he's like oh we're gonna have a our christmas party we're gonna go to uh we're gonna go to chile and uh we're gonna go to chile's and we're gonna have kind of like the the whole like the dundee award but they were called cruiser awards and he gave oh, yeah. me the award for for it, it was called barbatus est which is called the the best beard or something like that so that's i i kind of you have a, a cruzy i do i do have a cruzy it's, it's at home it's my prized <laughs> possession my daughter loves to grab it and, and it's for your beard it's for yeah there you go. because i have the best beard so that's my that's my claim to fame <laughs> this cruzy award that i got from father cruz thank you father cruz shout out to father cruz mm-hmm. so um so for when you, do, for you listening, Walter and I even have like, like serious beards. I'm a little bit more conservative with my beard. <laughs> I get to a point where it's just like, it's so itchy that I, I, I lose beard oil. You need beard oil. In it. <laughs> that's the, and that's I, a and, good way to put it. And then I, I just become discouraged and then I start over again. Oh, and then I really like kissing and hugging my kids. And you they can don't do that. They, don't, they can't get can used to the beard. enough. Yeah. With the right products. I guess I've only gone natural, all, all natural. Mm. And I haven't tried any like oils and stuff to soften it to the point where I can grow it like 10 feet like you Gandalfs. We're not there yet. That's, that's but. the most beautiful <laughs> thing you've ever yeah. said to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was the biggest compliment. <laughs> um, but anyways, going back to the, the topic on the capuchins, this is, it was a beautiful tangent and I, I, I started it. So I apologize. <laughs> um, when you think of capuchins, you know, there's the reformed order of the Franciscans. They were like, oh, these guys are too lax. We're going to be rougher and tougher than, than than the other Franciscans. There's no disrespect for any Franciscans that are not uh, capuchins or conventuals or any other of the um, arms of the Franciscan movement. We love uh, the Franciscans, all of them. Um, you know, we, we, we had like a very tough decision to make. Because, you know, uh, some of our favorite saints, uh, St. Maximilian Colby, um, St. Padre Pio, um, we thought about them as patron saints for for the podcast. But for some reason, there was something about um, now Blessed Solanus Casey that um, called to our attention. And um, we think that it was kind of a call to friendship. Most times... um, I don't know where I read this. Maybe if you have insight, jump in to, to, to say, if you know, um, the most times when you start getting interested in the life of, um, of a saint, it's mostly because, um, that saint wants to be in, in friendship with you. So like, um, for me, it has been like St. Benedict, um, it has had a big influence in my walk of faith because of the rule and monasticism and that's my kind of thing. Um, 
But with Solana's Casey, we saw him and there was something about his like smile and the way that his simplicity too, right? right? I mean, not not that other saints are don't have simplicity, but sure. Solana. Well, there's a lot of things that gives us hope. Yeah. About him. Um so we're we're calling Solana's Casey our our patron saint. Um maybe we can do like a little bio on um on him um for those that don't know um too much about him so he was born in november 25th 1870 on a farm in oak grove pierce county wisconsin and he was the sixth of 17 children born to irish immigrants so it was pretty much working on the family farm for like the longest time and around the time that he was eight, he um, contracted diphtheria, which permanently damaged his voice. So yeah, he had like he was very soft spoken, but like high pitched, high pitched and raspy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, like people made fun of him for that. Yeah. But it's very ironic. Him and his sister caught it, I think. Well, two, two of yeah. his siblings died, died because of diphtheria, which is kind wow. of unfortunate. Um, and um, he worked like many jobs. Um, I think he was like a prison guard where he met uh, like some big gangsters. Yeah, from the Jesse James gang, he met one of the really, yeah, yeah. dude, and 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 like one of them befriended him actually, and and gifted him like a like a like a wooden like chest or, or chest that he probably took to the the monastery in Detroit when he joined the Capuchins. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty wacky, you know. And that's another thing that now reading into the life of Solano says that he was just an ordinary guy, and I think that's that's something that you know, God had a definite plan for him, right? Because he's like one step towards uh, canonization at this point. Um, by the time we record this podcast, um, and, but he wasn't like a mystic. He wasn't like a theologian. He was just like, he had like the weirdest jobs. You know, you mentioned that he was was a streetcar operator and the weirdest things happened to him while doing these jobs, you know, the, the, well, that was like when, when he discovered he's called to the priesthood is because when he was driving the car through like a dicey part of, um, superior where he was doing that. He saw a sailor stabbing a woman. Yeah. And that shocked him into like, okay, what am I going to do? There's more to my life than this. So something more transcendental than than being a, a streetcar operator. So that's when he joined um, the minor seminary in, um, I think it was in Wisconsin. He, he went back uh, home. And he joined the minor seminary, even though he was older, he was in a high school seminary. The The only problem was that classes were taught in German and Latin, and he spoke neither of them. Um, so um, he was not doing very well in his classes. So academically, um, he was not doing very well. And um, his spiritual director at the time told him that, if he wanted to become a priest, he would have better chances to become a simplex priest with a religious order. And um, it so happened that the spiritual director that he had in the minor seminary was a Franciscan. Um, but he was not a, a Capuchin. I forget the name of the of the priest. But um, so 
that happened uh, after a few years of formation and um so he dropped out of the um of the minor seminary and takes some time to discern things so he prays a novena to our lady that ended on uh i think it was december 8th um on the immaculate conception right and um he heard our lady tell him go to detroit and in detroit there was the the capuchin monastery so he gets he gets accepted um mid-december or something like that because they were exchanging letters with the monastery and said like yeah we accept your application you come recommended by this other priest who is also franciscan and he had the opportunity to spend the holidays with his family and you know knowing that you know when you're joining a religious order you're not going to be able yeah um in a while so he decided to go as soon as he could so he made the trip all the way to detroit um and he arrived on the christmas eve on christmas eve yeah so um he was too tired to eat supper so he just went to sleep and i was um i was just reading that um he got woken up at midnight by the friars with the chanting of silent night and bells because it's a tradition in in the franciscan religious order to wake up the brothers to go to midnight mass on christmas eve which i thought was like oh that's fantastic <laughs> um that's a nice way to to get woken up i was like okay well oh man i'm gonna wake up <laughs> so there's no way you can wake up angry right if they if they, if do they wake you up with bells and yeah. chanting yeah you know uh i thought there was like a really cool um tidbit for that even though he he was like um i'm reading this book called um thank god ahead of time just life and spirituality of Solanus Casey. That's why I have all these uh, tidbits uh, handy. But uh, very recommended. I'm, I'm only in the second chapter. It's still very, very, very good uh, read of his biography. But uh, the point is, he had doubts. You know, like any other people that when we are faced with a big decision, big life decision like that, like our vocation, um, he didn't know that he was going to be able to, to make it, but then this incident happens. It's just kind of like melts away. And um, he stays with the caption. Surprise, surprise. He gets ordained a priest, mm -hmm. but um, simplex priest, right? simplex he, priest. Can't, he can't hear confession or preach a doctrinal sermon. So those are the limitations. And I heard somewhere else that they made him sign a letter saying that he would never request to be anything else. Well, they, they wanted to know if he wanted to become, what were his intentions? So he was like, I would like to become a priest, but if you see fit that I don't become a priest, I can stay a brother. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of humility. That's a lot of humility. From right this there. man. I was like, no, 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 I'm going to be a priest. But he he was not stubborn like that. He was docile to the, to the will of God. So he stays um, the priest for, I don't know how long, but he was... Like 56 years, I think. His life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think he was porter of St. Bonaventure for 40 of those years. Which is the, the, the thing is like, you know, we talked about like how high and raspy his voice was. He would talk to people all the time. That was all like his thing. He, he was the person who would greet people coming into the monastery. So he met hundreds of people. 
hundreds of people. So that was kind of like his calling. You know, he was a he was a great listener, and and he was very succinct in his advice that he would give, and people just flocked to him, right? With with different issues, issues of faith, issues of um, life, you know, domestic violence or alcoholism, and and he just would give them very solid advice and and send them on their merry way. You know, I think he helped a lot of people um, by just being available and open and and being kind of like that link of of life and faith, right? Because he would always point them back to their faith and saying, well, is this what God wants for your life? And he would make them um, question that in themselves um, in a very, very sim simple way. Um, there's this instance where one of his brothers mentions that he's uh, really tired. You know, they're about to go to supper and he's putting all these things away for the day. And as he's about to get up, uh, he sees this couple coming into the monastery. They look a little distressed. And um, the brother who was coming to get him, he said, you know what? It's time for us to go to supper. You should get some rest. You've been here all day. And he said, okay. And as he was picking up his stuff, he saw this couple come in and he said, I'm just going to talk to him, you know, real quick. So he sat back down, he started talking to this couple and then the other brother went, had supper and then they had, I think, like prayer or something. And then when he came back, like two and a half hours later, he was still there with them, engaged in conversation. Now this was pushing, I guess, nine o'clock by my yeah. by my time right and and the brother said that the face of the couple had changed you know they were like a lot more happy and they were like really engaged with each other and stuff like that so that was his uh apostolate i guess you know just listening and and talking and guiding people as a porter you know i mean it wasn't like a fancy job you know in 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 the order and he did that for 40 years no questions asked and I think that simplicity also is something that really resonated, you know, with, with us as, as just three ordinary guys trying to do the will of God. Do the will of God. Yeah. And then you have, um, you know, he, he passes. And uh, how many people did you say that? 20,000 people attended his funeral. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. In Detroit, you know. And and governors and mayors and like bishops went to to consult him, you know. So here you here you have this very simple man. He wouldn't be know? able to preach. Yeah. But you know Or hear confession. On hear or hear confession because he was not they doubted of his abilities to preach on doctrine, right? But he was close to the people and he was obviously giving sound advice Correct. um to them. The the first time I, that I that I heard about Solanus Casey, I was I was actually on net when I first oh, heard yeah. about him. Did you get to go in the diocese of Detroit? I was in the diocese of Detroit, um, but I didn't know about him then. Oh, okay. so it was when I went to. We were in New Jersey, and we went to this parish. Um, the youth minister there, she's incredible. Like I think we're friends on Facebook to this day, and she's absolutely amazing. Um. Well, in the teen room, I don't know if it's the teen room or 
just one of the halls, they had a picture. It's actually the picture that's on the cover of our podcast. Yeah, yeah, logo. The one that, yeah, the one that you made. It was actually that picture that I saw, and I had never seen him before. So I asked him. I said, like, who, who is that? And she's, oh, that's Lonis Casey. You know, he's um, American. He was in Detroit. And I was like, oh, I don't know anything about him. And yeah, she just told me, yeah, like he pretty much every anyone anyone that came to the monastery, he would just greet them like open the door for them and like hey welcome this and that but he loved to talk to people uh and i just thought that was super cool like there's there's so much beauty in simple things that i don't know like you just you see it and and you're in awe like you know this guy who like had this desire to be to just be like to, to that wanted to be a priest and you know he becomes a simplex priest i just i think that's beautiful like that's you see that in like you just want to imitate that you know yeah it really puts things into perspective you know especially in a society that just pushes you and forces you and just um um pretty much to the point of ridiculing if you're not successful right. you know everything's measured by how much you're you have or how much you you know you can accumulate it's it's a very uh, um, consumerist uh, life that that we lead, right? And 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 that we have uh, in front of us for the standards of society as as it is right now, and to have that humility, right? Of of Solanus is just being okay, just being he. Here's where God wants me, and for forty years, being that little desk. You know, doing pretty like like clerical work, yeah. And just saying hi to people and greeting people and opening the door for them. If you're gonna be a porter, be the best. Be the porter. best, exactly. <laughs> you can potentially be, you know, to the point that it's, it's he's like I said, a step away of being canonized. Do you know what the miracle that is already uh, ratified? There's several, right? I know um, there was one that got him to to be blessed, but um, I didn't get to write notes for for this episode we we'll probably touch on that um more which is just do like Solana's fact of yeah. the episode <laughs> and he's such a rich saint um uh, i'm calling him insane already uh blessed right because he's there there's he kind of flies under the radar that's how i saw him you know when we first started talking about it because we had like going back to the who's going to be the patron saint because we had like Maximilian Kolbe and we had like Padre Pio, you know, majestic beards <laughs> to say the least, you know, but yeah, something in Solanus's well, look and Immigrant smile. in the United States. Yeah. So Irish. hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. He was an, an immigrant uh, of Irish descent, right? Mm -hmm. Very Catholic culture. In his family. Oh, you know one thing that I just uh, found out? The uh, closest church was like 30 minutes away from the farm. So the family would alternate oh, going yeah, to mass right. on Sundays. Wow. Yeah. So one Sunday, eight. Eight would go. <laughs> would go. And, and then the next Sunday, eight would go, yeah. they can't all fit in the, in the buggy. They only had the buggy, a buggy yeah. and one horse. So can you imagine? It was like, That's crazy. oh, this is a splitting masses. It's like... If 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 we are like pulling our hair out because we have to take three children 
in the cry room. Imagine in our minivan. Imagine the parents of Solana's Casey taking sixteen <laughs> children to mass. Like, yeah, no, that's just like eight is a good in number the, in the early nineteen hundreds, no less. <laughs> right, exactly. So. In, in Wisconsin, yeah. I can imagine a December in, in Wisconsin yeah. in the winter. Wow. Anywho, um, I think this is a good place for us to uh, start wrapping it up. Um, any final comments that we want to uh, aspirations for for the podcast for uh, future listeners? We, I mean, we just really want to mirror what Solanus Casey was to to the people that he met that he was just this simple guy who makes becoming a saint very attainable like you look at his life and you see what he did and you're like oh if he can do it why can i do it (laughs) you know so i don't think we're off to you know become famous with this podcast or anything because i don't think that's the goal yeah when you look at solana's casey he wasn't the type of person that like, oh, the spotlight's on me. No, he's like, no, the spotlight is on Jesus, yeah. on God, like on our yeah. Lord. And that's what we want to do. Like we're, you know, we just want to get together and just talk about our faith and yeah. See if we can inspire you. Exactly. Who are listening um, and participate in the conversation. Um, yeah, because we're super friendly. <laughs> that's another thing that just brought us together, right? I mean as mexicans you know we're just always hugging people and like we talk to rocks well not now because social uh, distancing yeah, because social distancing but <laughs> pre-covid you know it's just like big hugs and and, and you know being mexican is very touchy-feely it's very touchy-feely um but from a friendship perspective we're very easygoing you know and i think in terms of like the friendship that we can have with a saint or with Blessed Solano's Casey, I, I just feel like that's how he was, you know, very easygoing, just, he would talk to anybody. And, and from knowing Walter and Ivan, I just know that they're the same, you know, they, it's just easygoing, you can talk to them, they can talk to anybody. And it's always an interesting and fun conversation. Um, so that's what we're hoping to um, bring, you know, to whoever listens. Um, fun conversation there's going to be a lot of funny stories because we're mexican yes uh so there'll there'll be no shortage of those um and grow you know i think it's a good opportunity for us as well uh to just grow and learn about our faith together amen amen so we want to thank you for listening to the first episode of the barbatus catholic podcast with gustavo ivan and walter we hope you enjoy the show And if you like this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just give it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. I mean, what's the necessity? Um, Follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. And you can also email us at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. And we also have a website for the podcast, www.barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. You see a trend here where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more, the the book that I was talking about and um, some other links to the Salinas Casey Center so you can learn more about him and his um, um, condensation progress. 
And, um, and maybe we'll put a photo or two of the studio here for people to get a kick out of <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know if people want to see this. Let us know. No, I'm pretty maybe sure you, they want to yeah. see it. Not only mention it, they're like, I want to see what this yeah, boiler room the, looks like. The boiler. How tiny is this? So Let's tiny. just say our knees are touching right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty. All right. Thank you so much for listening again. Bless the Solanus Casey. Pray for, Pray us. for us. Until the next time.